Trilock, who's played such a key role in a lot of youngsters' development up there. And he joins us now, former West Coast Eagle. We have to talk about his former club, which is struggling. But we do need to promote the game that will be played in Geraldton in July between East Mantle and Peel. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Andrew, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? We're, we're well. Now, before we talk about the real exciting news that we're going to see football back in Geraldton again later in the year, can I ask you, as a former Eagle and somebody who played with pride for the Eagles jumper, how do you feel about the state of the club currently? It's not great, is it? It's uh, it's disappointing from a ex-player's point of view where the club's at at the moment and, and the performance is obviously... There's lots of uh, circumstances with the injury list and that, and you know, not having your best 22 or your best 25 available to pick from. So, yeah, no, it's, it's very disheartening. Um, but we have been there before. 1989 wasn't great. I remember playing in the Windy Hill Massacre where we only kicked one goal. So, um, and two years later, the club played off in a grand final. So it can turn quickly, but... Um, yeah, you've got to make some hard decisions and um, look at every part of the club and see where you can improve. Walking off the field that day in the Windy Hill game, which always gets referenced, the club kicked one goal mm. and got belted by 100-plus points. How do you mm. feel as a playing group when you've, you've, you've tried your absolute heart out but you've clearly had a, a shocking day and, and there's criticism directed at you individually and as a club? How do you walk off the field and deal with that, Andrew? It might have been a bit different in '89. Yeah, look, it, it, it was, uh, it was, you know, and the old memory's getting a bit scratchy as you can't remember everything, but, you know, it, it goes back to your own competitive you know, performance, I suppose. Like any sportsman, you know, the first thing you've got to have is a competitive beast of fights within, within your own body. No, you know, disregard your, where your skill sets are at, and you've got to have that real competitive edge, and, um, and I think that's what we've got to see from the players. You know, I think every supporter just wants to see their their team really, you know, put out a really competitive performance, which I reckon on the weekend you probably didn't see. Yeah, there were some players out there that I reckon really did perform, and I think there's a lot that uh, need to step up to the mark a bit. I mean, the obvious thing now is that they've got to build from the younger kids, and there's talk yeah. of the if they get the the number one pick, whether they split that and all that sort of stuff. But do they stay local more than? You know, look over east, or you just got to pick the best players and hope that you've got a system that keeps them here. Yeah, look, I, I was involved with Collingwood for five years as their recruiting manager here in WA, and it was always on the back of you pick the best players available. You just got to keep picking the best players available, and that, and that's what they've got to do. West Coast have got to go to the draft table. They got to start picking, you know, get some real top end talent back into the into the club, and um, yeah, but it's. Unfortunately, I'm fearful that it's going to be a long time. You know, the rebuilds and certainly where the clubs are at the moment, you know, a rebuild could be, you know, could be four or five, could be even longer until they get back to a really competitive state. We hear former players in the media with their displeasure, but as former players, I'm sure you have you do have a great bond as as teammates. Once upon a time, um, do you chat to many of your former teammates in the Eagles days about the state of the club and the disappointment that's there? Probably not, um, but I know that everyone to a T all, all love the club. And if at any stage I, I believe that if the club reached out to any of us, you know, I'm, I'd certainly put up my hands and say, "What can I do? What can I do to help the club?" Because you know, we're we're you know, especially from my vintage thing, you know, we're all there from the start, and we we saw what we started with, and it wasn't a great lot. And um, you know, 1989, there were times when we only had 23 fit players, and because we uh, our list was only 35, so. We've all been there, and so we want to know. We will support the club. And, you know, certainly from my point of view, I'll support the club and do whatever they they think that I can help. If I can help out in any way, and I'm sure a lot of players will be the same. Whatever we can do to help, we'll, we'll jump in. 
Trevor Nisbet's been CEO for an incredible amount of time in any walk of, of life, whether it's football or business. A CEO surviving 20-plus years is a remarkable tenure of longevity. Uh, I think when you were at the club, he might have been in a different role. He hadn't yet taken over the CEO role, but he's been at the club for so long. Do you have an idea of Trevor Nisbet's contribution to the club and, I guess, the, the kind of person that he is in these kind of situations? Nizzi's contribution to the West Coast Football Club is is enormous. And, you know, he started when as a footy manager back in I think about 1989, and his contribution has been outstanding. I believe you know for being that long and overseeing you know uh, four premierships and you know multiple times in the uh, in the finals. You know his contribution you know can't be understated. And uh, I, I know Nizzi Nizzi's always been a very very strong character. He's a uh, He's very uh, strong in his his beliefs and and convictions and all that. So I'm sure he'll be hurting at the time, and um, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll put their heads together and they'll make good decisions going forward. You've been a coach at at Waffle level, and you've been involved in the game. You mentioned your involvement as a recruiter there for Collingwood for a number of years. How much pressure goes on a coach when the performances aren't happening, and you're trying to get the best out of your players? Your injury list is growing and the confidence just isn't there. How do you get the best out of your group when maybe you, even as a coach, are starting to doubt whether you've got the players? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It, it would be hard for Simo at the moment. And, and the easy part is, that, and everyone's calling for is, you know, let's sack Simo, but what does that achieve? You know, <laughs> you know you'll still have, you're, you're sacking today, tomorrow you've still got the same problems. And no, I don't think sacking a coach is the, is the way to go. I think you've got to look holistic at everything that's in the club from your sports science to your recruiting, you know, you got to look at everything to say, well, where where can we really improve and, um, and and go from there to get the best out of players on a week to week basis. I, I think there are certain times, you know, the playing uh, players have to take responsibility for that, and they've got to get the competitive edge. You know, as I've said before, you take away your talent; it's what's inside you. If you've got a competitive beast that sits inside you, don't you don't not perform. You know, you you compete as hard as you possibly can. I think. That's the thing that stood out from our early years is that a lot of we had a lot of blokes who were really competitive beasts. You know, the Michael Brennan, the, you know, the Johnny Worsfall, these sorts of guys. That they were competitive beasts, and um, irrespective if we won or lose, you know, you got to go out there and compete as hard as you possibly can. And I'd, I'd say to the playing group, look back on your performance from from the weekend and truly say, did I compete as hard as I possibly could? And you go from there. Andrew Locke, who's with us, former West Coast Eagle. Uh, he's been involved heavily up in uh, Northampton and Geraldton. We're going to see another waffle game in Geraldton later in the year. We will get to that in a moment. I won't ask you about uh, recruiting the best player and, and whether you look local or whether you're looking to state. What about if you've got the option to, to trade a high pick in order to get multiple picks? If you're looking to fast track your development of youngsters and bringing in more young talent to your squad, would that be a viable option for West Coast? I think you've got to look at every option, don't you? If you if you can split, if you've got the number one pick, but then you, someone comes along and says we'll offer you a player and and our pick to split them, and you get maybe a player and two picks inside the ten, well maybe you have to look at that, you know, uh, because I think at the moment what we're supposed is finding that that they're uh, you know they've got an aging list and a lot of those great players are going to be gone in the next two or three years. So you've got to get as much talent as you possibly can onto your books and get them into the system as quickly as you possibly can. Um, so if you can split them and maybe pick up a couple of players, you know, that might be the way to go. Because um, you know, we've all seen the great players. You know, uh, you know, someone thinks that they they might be the number one draft pick, but they actually don't turn out as good as what you possibly think they could. 
Um, yeah, you, you might might find that you might have to go hard and just split your pick and get two more inside ten. Did you feel the support as a player, Andrew, even when you weren't performing well? I mean, when you first came into the, the AFL, there was still that strong support for the WAFL, wasn't there? And, and the Eagles mm. were the, the state team, essentially, before the Dockers came in in 1995. Uh, did you feel the support of the West Coast Eagles fan base when you weren't going well? Um, yeah, look, I think the West Coast fan base has always been passionate, it's been strong, and we're probably a bit more fortunate than the poor boys these days, and the fishbowl that they probably, you know, that we thought we lived in, I think it's magnified a, a, a lot more these days with, you know, social media and, and such. Um, in our days, we all had uh, normal jobs, and, you know, we'd go to work and, you know, we'd talk to people, and, and you feel that you feel the support. And I think people will support a club if they know you're just having a red-hot crack. I still love. If you're not having a red hot dip, then no, I think that's when the supporters get angry. Yeah, I still love the story, Andrew. That um, when the media wanted to chat to John Worsfold, they used to have to go to the the chemist at Burragoon in the Garden City <laughs> Shopping Centre yeah. to have a chat to him. Times have certainly changed. Yeah, exactly. But it, but it also gave us a shot of reality too. That even though we played a professional sport and you know we were very high profile at the time, we still mixed. You know, we walked in the circles with with the, with the public as well. You know. I used to work for SGO, and you walk down St George's Terrace. Well, you know, people certainly wanted to have a chat if you if you went, were going bad, and they wanted to have a chat if you're going well as well. Hey, Andrew, that that's the Eagles. We can talk about that till the cows come home. But the exciting mm. news is that later in the year, we're going to see football back in Geraldton. Last year's Northampton game was a great event, uh, and uh, East Mantle got up over East Perth in a good game of football. This year, it's going to be East Mantle and Peel. You've done a lot of work to to try and get this off the ground, and and this will happen in July. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, built on last year's success, we um, we felt that we we possibly could get another game up in Geelong, and with the great support of the Eastmount Football Club, you know they've come to the party, and uh, and also the Peel Thunder Football Club, and yeah, we're going to play a game on the 16th of June, uh, July, sorry, and um, we're going to look to see if we can raise some funds for a worthy cause for the day. What's it do to a country town like Geraldton, you know, to have that game there and, and to the, the game, which I suppose in a lot of country areas is, is struggling a bit? Yeah, look, and that's part of the reason why we're putting on the game. You know, one, to showcase, you know, the top talent in WA at the highest level in the Waffle and both teams are going pretty well, so it should be a high-class game. But we're trying to raise funds on the day to uh, uh, either partially or fully fund all the registrations of every kid in the Great Northern uh, for season 2024. Um, last year, the AFL Rams, who are the nine guys from Northampton, we raised enough funds and we actually paid for all the registrations of the kids in Northampton Junior Football Club. The, we, what we saw then is that they had three te- four teams, they went to seven teams. So we got kids back into football mm. uh, just from paying those registrations, which was great. So we've looked and with the um, with the help of JK's Foundation, we're um, hoping to raise enough funds to either partially or fully fund every registration in 2024 for kids in the Great Northern Football League. Andrew, that, that league's always been pretty strong. Is it still strong, you know, with the, the teams around, or is a couple dropped out? What, what's the strength of it these days? Yeah, look, it, it, I, I think at the junior level, like from your eyes kickers up to probably age of 12 to 14, I think they're going really well. They're pretty strong. And they've got numbers. There's a drop off after that, mm. and um, that's what we're our funding's trying to do is to pick kids in football. And the league itself is going along okay. I think it uh, it's had some 
you know, bad press probably in the last couple of years through some incidents, which hasn't helped. So they're working hard to restore that, and we're trying to work, you know, work hard with the with the Great Northern Football League to to uh, make sure that they're uh, they've got a vibrant sort of league up there that can produce really good players that can come down and hopefully play for Eastern Manor one day. You mentioned Josh Kennedy there. Uh, my grandfather lives up in Geraldton. He said he was sitting at the shops the other day and out of uh, out of Kmart walked the great man himself. Uh, he's back up there, and I'm not sure how much time he's splitting between Perth and, and his native uh, Northampton, but uh, clearly he's got a, an impact up there in the community still, Andrew. Oh, JK's doing a great job. You know, he's, he, him and his foundation up there. I think he's spent about 80% of his time up in uh, Geraldton, Northampton at the moment. And not wearing, still not wearing any shoes around the place, so, but that's okay. And he, he, he's doing a great job for local, local sports people up there and his foundation. He's, do, he's doing a wonderful job. And he's doing a wonderful job for footy up there, and especially in, at Northampton. You know, just to see the club, how it's going along. And we're, we're probably fortunate we've got Harry Taylor there as well. So, to have two, you know, AFL legends playing at the one club is is it's pretty special. Um, your old club, East Man, you're daring to dream or what? Well, they're going okay. They're going okay, <laughs> and hopefully by the time the uh, come July 16, we, they might be the two top teams, which would be fantastic to have a bit of a clash uh, of the two top teams. So, yeah, look, it's 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 going fantastic. They're, um, they're they've got a uh, great opportunity. They're, they're their list is pretty good, I, I believe. I think they've got a really well-rounded list, and they're playing some good footy at the moment. So, you know, don't get ahead of ourselves. It's a long way to go. What about young Jordan? He's coming back from an ACL, which he sadly did against Eastern Mantle last year. Is he a chance to feature in the back half of the year for Subi? Yeah, he's about four weeks away, so he's he's on track. He's on track to um, play, uh, start playing for about three or four weeks' time. So, um, yeah, he's, he's done a power of work. I did some... And kicking with him on uh, Saturday with him to do a bit of his fitness program, and uh, he was looking strong and he's looking fit. So he's he's itching to get back into there. Hopefully, Subi's around the place so he can play the back end and maybe play some finals. You mentioned uh, July 16, Easter Mantle and Peel. Now Peel with the yeah. alignment with Fremantle, and right now Fremantle don't have any injuries. Is there yeah. any sort of hurdle expected with getting the Fremantle players up there to play at a regional venue for that game, Andrew? No, we've uh, we've been really fortunate, and and Freeman have been absolutely terrific in our conversation so far. They've they've supported the day. They said that they will provide as many AFL listed players as they possibly can for the day. Um, and Paul Leckius from the Peel Thunder has also been working hard to make, ensure that you know uh, the team that Peel put on the ground is going to be the strongest that, that they can produce on that day. And, and they're looking to play finals, you know, as as well. So I don't think they're going to send up a second grade team up to Geraldton, I think they'll put on the park a, a very competitive and very strong team, which will include AFL-listed players. It'll be a great day, and look forward to seeing uh, football back uh, there in Geraldton. Northampton, such a great event last year, and have no doubt with your uh, your involvement, Andrew, this will be just as good. Thanks for your time this morning. Good luck to the Eagles as they look to bounce back, and good luck to you as you put the pieces and the uh, the stepping stones in place for Easter Mantle and Peel in July. Yes. I mentioned that Obviously, the game leading up to the Waffle game, we, uh, we've we got uh, JK and Harry going to play for Northampton. They've committed for that day. So, uh, and we might have another special guest who might play for the day, an ex-West Coast player that uh, is one of the legends. So we can't announce it. We've just got to make sure he gets off his crayfishing boat and oh. can come up to, uh, come up north for that day. Uh, you mightn't have to think too, too hard about who that could be. A little sneaky Ford pocket might be added. Andrew, we'll look forward to finding that out in, in time. Thanks for joining us. Andrew Lockyer joining us here on Sports Breakfast this morning.